The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to another episode of the World's Team on Blogging the Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. It's um, almost end of the regular season. We're almost at the verge of the playoffs and yeah, plenty to talk about. First podcast of the new year. Oh yes, happy new year my dear. <laughs> Last we spoke it was New Year's Eve. I know. Oh. 2023 has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, it has. And um, we're kicking it off with a uh, game against the Washington Commanders on Sunday at 3.30. Yep. And 9, 9.30 in the UK. And the, Yes, very important. And it just so happens to be on at the same time as the Eagles and the Giants. You think they did that on purpose? 100%. <laughs> It's all about the ratings. The dream scenario would have been as the Eagles would play first and we can determine what we're going to do before game time to see do we want to stay at fifth or do we really want to push for the top or second spot. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, frustrating, maybe. I, I don't, I really don't know what to make of it. Well, you know, it keeps it interesting. It keeps it spicy. Um there has been a lot of talk about this week, will they, won't they, about the Giants sitting their starters. It looks as though they are going to sit two guys for sure, um, but that we're a little unclear on Daniel Jones, and that kind of, to me, determines like if Saquon Barkley is going to sit or not. Um, they have Leonard Williams that has been ruled out, and Aziz Oh, Yeah, yep, yeah, you got it right. Yep. Nice. They that is a tongue twister for name. <laughs> right. They're both out. Um, and then there's you know there's some injuries that'll be out as well. Um, but if they you know tap in Tyrod Taylor, um, as the quarterback, we'll uh, see if they uh rest Saquon. I feel like they probably would. Yeah, you would. You would like to think so, like especially like, and. Going into the playoffs as well, like they 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 secured the sixth spot, they're not going to be moving anywhere higher or lower. So, um, there's no gain on play like 
risking your starters from their point uh, from uh, their point of view. But uh, like you kind of mentioned, like there was speculation that like well, Doball did mention at the press conference right after the game last week. He says he was intending playing the stars because like just to keep the ball rolling. But that yeah. now that seems, but now that seems to be now in question now. So um, now that kind of changes how we might approach this game now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things develop. Um, but yeah, um, I just I'm really not sure what to make of it to be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is going to change things. I think you and I, like, even last week, were kind of on the page of, you know what? Let's just rest people. Yeah. I, I totally week, Yeah. Yeah, this week I'm, I am feeling a little bit like maybe rest Dak and, like, put in Cooper earlier than, like, you would think. Because, obviously, we've seen him be able to run the offense, and I'm really not scared of the commander's. Um, I say this now, we'll see later. Either way, we're not going to hurt too much if we <laughs> win or lose this game. Yeah, I am not particularly worried, and I'm not particularly worried about their brand new mascot as well. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, What's his name? Uh, um, I don't Captain know. I, I, or something like Cap- that? Uh, Captain General Tuddy. Uh, General Tuddy, I don't know, but... Some I sort don't. of... Um, military rank and his name is Tuddy, which I do appreciate because I think it's fun to call touchdowns Tuddies. So I yeah. get it. Yeah, um, I get I get it as well. I mean, I'm just like whatever. But but like like that you mentioned there, I'm not particularly worried about the the commanders as well. Like just looking at their injury report right now for the game stats right now, they've got a lot of key players that are currently out for this game. Um, yeah. some players are questionable. But the, the biggest one that really stands out to me is Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle. Um, he's out for this game. Yeah. And and also, they literally have both running backs, Brian Robinson Jr., who, who is out, and obviously Antonio Gibson, who's currently in injury reserve right now. So um, that's a big piece of their um, offense missing and a big key part of their defense, uh, especially in the run defense, um, which is not not going to be there yeah i I, uh i'm really intrigued about the the quarterback situation um is it just me or did they get a bunch of egg on their faces last week because it seems they started went not really realizing they needed to win that game to like have a chance at the playoffs or at least that's the way his face looked whenever he was told they were like out (laughs) Yeah, and it, it was such a weird situation last week for the commanders. I, I'll be perfectly honest. Like you saw Ron uh, Rivera in the mm-hmm. press conference, like, and it was actually the press that told him that he's actually out the playoffs, and he was like, "Huh?" Like just completely. I was yeah. like, "That's a, that's a bit awkward." So it was extremely awkward, if you're asking me. But yeah, I guess I can see like. It would be one of those things where you should have put Taylor Heineke in, see if he could have gotten you a win and see if you still had a chance. And if you didn't, this would be a good week to play Carson Wentz and see if you still have any juice left in that lemon. Yeah, and and this is something we, uh, me, Mike, and Lauren spoke about in the UK Cowboys quite a lot, is playing Carson Wentz seemed to be just because he's on the big contract and they're just basically just... I, it's so weird. I, I don't know if it's just the, 
the it's so weird, but they should have played Tyler Heineke. Like Heineke's actually been pretty much their saving grace, pretty much yeah. for he that team. He has a way with that locker room. I'll say that much. Um, but I think you know that was just the wrong time to figure out if you still like Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I know in a way I do kind of feel bad for Wentz, but at the same time I don't because. When I say that is when you look at Carson Wentz's history, he was a starter, then he got dropped for the Eagles. He was a starter for the Colts, then he got dropped. Now it's the same situation with the Commanders. So it seems to be history repeating for itself. And as far as we can tell, he's not really necessarily a big leader for the like. It's not like he's not got that leadership qualities in comparison to like a Dak has for the Cowboys. Yeah, no, that's, and I think that's Dak's X factor really. Um, and I think that's been something that is brought up every time you do, because people love to compare them, um, especially, you know, coming up together out of that draft class and facing each other. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, here's the thing. They might've won a Super Bowl under, uh, you know, his reign, but Nick Foles was the one who got them there. Yeah. But Carson Wentz basically helped him go up to that regular season until the yeah. injury, but Nick Foles was the Who knows the what would have happened if he was in the playoffs with them, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and the way our, the way how, um, not to kind of throw any shade at the Eagles I'm fans. I'm throwing now, a lot of shade, if you can't tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, in fact, you know what? I'm going to throw some shade right now, actually. <laughs> like, because the way how... the McCoy? What? Oh, well, don't get me started on him. But, <laughs> but, but what I was going to say was is that the the whole spiel with the Eagles fans on Twitter, they're obviously they're not fully convinced with Gardner Minshew, but they're kind of saying as well, if Jalen Hurts is out, that means can our backup like they're they're trying to play with history as an excuse to win a Super Bowl. There, so you so I'm like, uh, excuse me, but you're trying to say that Gardner Minshew is going to win you the Super Bowl? Get Gardner the hell Minshew out of here! You and uh, Nick Foles are not equal, my friends. No. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even a huge Nick Foles guy. I'm just like he obviously people like him, sure, whatever. But like he's just not he's not the guy. No. Jalen Hurts is the guy. Yeah. And he and will her- be playing on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're trying to sew up that one seed. Uh we'll see if they if they can manage that. There's also a chance that they get knocked out of that because of the 49ers, but yeah, that that's potential potentially as well. Like, so there's with the 49ers and the Eagles, like the best case scenario is both of those teams lose, we win, we take up the top spot, and we would have the bye week and not have to worry about any wild card games. The way that would be so ironic, like the Eagles have some of their like their best season down the stretch and then we still like come out from underneath that would be amazing um do i think it's gonna happen probably not but you know we'll we'll talk more in depth about that here in a little bit um yeah so i think we're both agree that even if we do sit you know some people that the cowboys are likely to come out with a win here you would like to think so um Given in the past couple of games where you're like, for example, the Texans game and the Titans game, where games where you would uh, project 
those would be blowouts haven't really been the case. And going away to Washington, we've always put up more of a fight in their home ground compared to being on the road. But I think it's going to be, I think it's still going to be a close game, but I still think it, we're going to get the win convincingly. Um, uh, but it's, I think the scoreline is going to be a lot more tighter. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of people that probably need to be taking reps in this game, it looks like um, Forniok was um, activated this week. Yeah, I think he might get slot into the, the center row, perhaps, potentially, but, um, I mean, there's been a few adjustments as well, but I think I think the dream scenario would be keep Tyler Smith at guard, uh, sorry, at tackle, sorry, and maybe potentially move Jason Peters inside. That's what I would potentially do. But if that's not the case, then put McGovern back in and put Farniak in at centre. Because if that's one thing we want to try and keep a hold of is that kind of continuity within the offensive line. And that's kind of been like a bit of a discussion all throughout the season, having players shifting about, especially in the past couple of seasons, especially last year where you had uh, Connor McGovern and Connor Williams shifting in and out, and it was just like yeah. all over the place. So, like but where's this year? <laughs> yeah, and where where's this year has been a lot more um, improvement. And Joe Philbin's done a much better job this year as our offensive lineman coach. So, it's been even that. Still, are we going to expect to see our stars in the offensive line play as well? Are we going to see our backups play? I mean, that's an odd question on itself as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this before we started, so we'll bring it bring it on back into into the recording. Um, we were talking about, you know, how when do you really think about pulling people? And you were just like, you know, how much are they going to pay attention to this Eagles game? Yeah. I think you'll likely see any kind of pulling anyone at halftime, uh, simply because they'll want to focus on the task at hand. Of course, there's going to be, they could, you know, I don't know if there's like some guy that's like up with all of them, like watching it being like, okay, call it. Let's pull him out. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah. But you would think that they'd be focusing on, you know, what's in front of them reevaluate at halftime if the Eagles are just trouncing the Giants. Yeah, and I think we we just need to focus on what we're supposed to be doing and just let things just um let the ball roll pretty much. Yeah. Um 
if if the Eagles are blowing out the Giants, then obviously make the decision uh, some point during the game or halftime then and just as long as like if that gets a couple of reps in good, at least he's actually getting still keeps the uh, getting the movement going still. He's not just sitting on the sideline uh, yeah. being stiff and that. So I think even just for a couple of drives, get Dak in there, I yeah. think that will still be a bit, a bit of a good benefit uh, going into this playoff game. Um, whoever that may be we play against that again we don't know um yeah I agree uh, I would like to see Dak in there for a bit um like I mentioned already I think Cooper can drive or steer the ship you know if especially if we're not worried about it <laughs> oh yeah totally I, I have ever trust in Cooper Rush he, he's definitely convinced a lot of uh, fans this year that he can be a good backup quarterback and he's proved that like he, he kept our season alive. Mm-hmm. Um, for the early parts of the season, like five and one, and he's been great. And he's and fair play to Kellen Moore under that uh that guidance under uh, through Cooper Rush. He kept the play bit a lot more simplified as well. So, um, I mean, because let's be honest, like Rush and Dak are two completely different style of quarterbacks. Like Rush is definitely more of a pocket passer type of style of quarterback, and Dak has more dynamic. It can be that run style quarterback if he wants to be, but at the same time, he can still throw the ball deep if he wants to as well. Um, so, um, well, not deep like Patrick Mahomes style, but right. you get what I mean. Like, there's there's, there's different levels to deep uh, throwing the ball deep. There's Patrick Mahomes deep, and there's like um, twenty plus yards, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, well, okay. I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I think it's, I think it's crazy. And we talked about this last week. So I want to see if your like tune has changed. Like we're 12 and four. We have a chance, a chance, be it small. Just one chance. To uh, be the first seed. Go for it. I mean, yeah. it's an, it's an NFC East championship as well. We've not had that back to back in like 20 years. Yeah as well so this would probably be the first like there's been no team in the nfc east as one back to back and any team like giants commanders eagles it's always been a new team every year so it's um if the cowboys can pull it off then amazing that means we've got a bye week we can rest up our stars it gives like a bayadish more time to prepare as well for him coming back and like so Jonathan Hankins as well coming back and LVE that's an odd guy as well. Yep. So just give some more time to prepare, get make sure they're one hundred percent for this playoff run. Yeah, I, I, uh, the time has been nice to have. I mean, we've been able to hold it down the last couple of weeks without them, so so they can rest up. And you know, this week they were saying LVE could could have come in if it was that important, but. The fact that would, it's not, the fact yeah, that it's important is kind of huge. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't risk putting LVE in right now. I just make sure he's make sure he's one hundred percent, well, close to one hundred percent going into the playoffs. But I I want to show a little bit of appreciation for LVE as well. Like I think he's been one of the unsung heroes this season. I don't think he gets enough enough credit this year. Like obviously, Michael Parsons has been the guy who makes the more impact plays, like the sacks and the tackles for loss. But in amongst the trenches, 
when you see LVE run into the line of scrimmage and run into the sideline, like making those other tackles and that, like they're not like impactful play, like impactful plays that like, they stand out. It's like, oh, what a tackle or what a play. But he's contributing non-stop and he's always on the go. So I just want to give a little bit of appreciation to LVE. I think he's had a great season, especially this later part of the year. Like early on the season, he was a wee bit touch and go, but since the seasons went on before the injury, he was on fire. Yeah, I mean, he's really proved himself this year. Um, even with that injury, like it's something that you'd want to look into, you know, keeping him around if you can uh, mm-hmm. going forward. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the playoff picture. Break it down for me. Yes. So as as we can already know, the Eagles are the number one seed. The 49ers are at number two moment. at the moment. Good. That's a good. good inter- <laughs> that was a good interruption. <laughs> uh, the Vikings are three. Buccaneers are four. Cowboys at five. The Giants at six. And the teams still in the hunt are the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers. So as of right now, the the Seahawks. According to NFL.com, the Seahawks are the best suited for that last slot based on the record uh, right now. But if the Seahawks were to lose and whatever team out the Lions and Packers game win, then they're the team that go through. That's my understanding of it. Just don't want to see Aaron Rodgers sneak into the playoffs again. I don't like it. Nope, nope. I, I would... Hate the idea if we were to get the number one seed and Aaron Rodgers is that guy waiting for us in that game. I would, I mean, I I could not go any more bolder if I want to right now. Like <laughs> how you admit I'm, it since I called you out last week. <laughs> oh, I'm embracing my boldness. Thank you very there you much. Go. Is <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. In that scenario, at least we would have him at home. Like we yeah. wouldn't be up in Lambo. So that is a plus <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um so in order to get to that position though what has to happen for us so for us we need that both the 49ers to lose i think they're playing arizona i believe and obviously we need the Eagles to lose to the giants and and we need to win obviously and that means we would guarantee the nfc east and clinch the number one spot in the nfc conference I'm just going to say, if, if that happens, you will not hear the end of it from me. I'll talk. I will talk my talk for weeks. I'll be, I'll be rubbing into my friends. Yeah. I'll be rubbing into the Eagles fans as well. It's like, you can talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk and finish the season on top. Yeah. It'll be uh that would be the best case scenario for us. Um, no matter what though, we can't do worse than the fifth seed that puts us um with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Yes, and I've hard matchups. I've got a few few words about that game. Yeah, like, you and I have you, differing opinions on like if it's right. good or bad. Well, you you remember my original discussions at the first game of the season that we need to beat Tom Brady. We need to make sure he's not undefeated against the Cowboys. I am doubling down on my statement on this one. We, and especially this year, 
Is he going to come back next year? Very unlikely. I do not want Tom Brady to retire knowing that he's played the Cowboys and become undefeated. I hate that idea. I want him rub that salt and that wound knowing that he got knocked out against us. That, like, and plus, I think right now how the Bucks have been playing recently, I think our chances are much better this time round. Like, I mean, the fact- they have not been playing well recently, but Tom has shown up in key moments and gotten them some very important wins. And for that reason, he remains uh, the boogeyman to me. Um, oh, yeah, but both him and Rogers are the boogeyman in our conference right now. There's, there's yeah. no, there's no doubt about that. But um, every boogeyman has an expiry date, and I hopefully this might be the one. Yeah, I mean, and we are obviously very different teams, both of us, from the beginning of the year. Um, yeah. So. And bear, 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 bear this in mind as well, Meg. It's like at the start of the season, we didn't play Dak all the preseason as well. Mm-hmm. Going into the going into the Tampa Bay game in the first game of the season, that was his first actual sign of action. He gets injured right after get go, pretty much. So now that Dak's back, he's got his momentum, he's got his flow, he's got his right receivers. We've got T.Y. Hilton in the squad. We've got we've we've bolstered our roster a little bit more in terms of like so, uh, other players coming in like Delon Brand. He's who's having a stellar season, five interceptions, second in the NFL, leading the Cowboys in interceptions. And you've got like so Damon Clark as well, a player um, who was not expected to play for the Cowboys at all this year, with uh, coming from surgery, and he's coming out and he's balling like that. And you've got other guys as well, like you've got like. Um, most of the guys the defensive line are all contributing Dante Fellows contributing you've got D-Law contributing in terms of the the run defense so it's a completely I'd say when you compare like if we were to go against if if we go against Tampa Bay it's it's going to be a completely different game I will say that yeah I completely agree with you and you know even even the return of Tyron Smith is something that's pretty huge as like versus what we were dealing with. We had just learned that he was out. We had not really solidified, you know, the O-line. Um, that was Tyler Smith's first NFL game. Um, and look at him now. Yep. And we'll yep. have Tyler Biotis back at that point too. So and don't get me wrong, like having Tyler Smith on the right hand side, like having that readjustment because me me I've having to play offensive line uh, and here in the UK, not up to the NFL level, of course, by by any respect, but um, but it's a completely different dynamic. Uh, for but uh, but Ty, uh, Tyron did play right tackle at some point earlier in the Cowboys in his career, but for him to kind of readjust himself and play like some with Sight Martin beside him, he should he, he actually looked okay. I was actually kind of skeptical of him playing on the right hand side, but he looked all right. Like so. Um, I think now that he's got more reps in practice, um, getting the communication better with, with Zach, I think our right-hand side is going to be absolutely fine. I have no no doubts about that. Yeah. I mean, just the entirety of this, like, makeup of this team is so different, you know, um, from that first game. So it will be different. It's still – you still have the Tom Brady factor to, you know – 
pay attention to you. And I, I know the guys are like hungry to like get them on the ground. So, I mean, that's always a plus, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be the Tom Brady factor. And then, you know, if Dak can drive us home. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have been making the point that they think that, you know, getting the Tom Brady thing off your shoulders is like going to really galvanize the team and, you know, bring them a lot closer together, get them all hyped up, you know, going into that next game, which is likely what it, we would play the Eagles at that point. Likely. Is that right? Um, so you're talking about in terms of how the playoff format works? If we made it to the second round of the playoffs. E- no, I don't think so. It would be, I think it might be the 49ers or. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because basically you, like the next game up, like if we were to win, like if we were to beat the Buccaneers, then we would play up the next, um, lowest seed rank like to, it's so hard to explain i know it, yeah it's and especially when you don't have it like a graphic in front of you too it's always confusing yeah um i'm I'm just i'm trying to rough guess this right now and i do apologize if i do get this wrong so i think our chances would be it would be if we were to win against the buccaneers and if the vikings win their game then yeah. it would be them ah uh, that's right like so, yeah, it would be it'd, in Minnesota be, again. Yeah, it'd be in Minnesota again, which should be fun. Can we uh, do a repeat from the? Oh, <laughs> that would that would that would be amazing. But I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, though. I no, don't, of course. Like, because if that's one thing we've all like, and we're all guilty of it as Cowboys fans, we mm-hmm. get way too excited about this. We get yeah. way too ahead of ourselves, and especially when you really look at the overall this season it's like this season's been so weird like we've actually had people complaining about the team in general saying um oh Dak's not he's not been great blah 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 but we're 12 and 4 we could be 13 and 4 we could be 12 and 5 that's still a great season like when you really put it all in perspective it's a great season and So, do we want to um, uh, tell everyone the RJ math <laughs> if they haven't heard it already? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the RJ math that was the I have it. it was like the last time that the Cowboys had 12 oh, wins in back to back years was, um, 20, was, was in uh 1995. It was under uh, uh, Switzer, yeah, yeah, it was 94 95, and then in the 95 year, um, there was also two 88s that um got 100 receptions on the year um and it the super bowls were played in glendale arizona and, and oh, uh what else i i, I love it with how rg he's, somehow, he's a freak of nature oh my goodness <laughs> I, I, like, the, best the, way. like the historical facts he brings up is just like rg that is just nuts i, I don't know how he does it <laughs> but if Taylor Swift drops an album, he's like, the last time she dropped an album, this happened for the Cowboys. <laughs> like, I'm just like, are you, how do you do this? Here's another one for you as well. Like, when was the, when's the, uh, whenever has there been a running, two running backs in the same team with a thousand yard seasons? 
I can't remember. Never. It has been. <laughs> Never has been. Pollard is, I, I think he's shy, maybe like 45. I can't remember. Let me just get the stats up just now in terms of uh, the Cowboys right now. But uh, but I know Ezekiel is at 137 yards away from a 1,000-yard season. And Pollard is, let me just double check, 12, yard, 12 yards. 12 yards. All right, then. <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's see. Run the ball for a couple of rushing yards there. Uh, Jonathan Allen's missing this you know, game. I'd like to see him get his what tenth touchdown in ten. Yeah, and that's an and that's an historical moment. Yeah, and that's an I think that's an historical moment as well. I think he will be right up there amongst up the top. Like yeah. He, I think he matched somebody with the eighth one, and I apologize for not having that on, on me. But um, if he gets a touchdown against the Commanders, that will be his 10th game with a touchdown this season. In yep. back to back, consecutive. And, and this debunks everyone's complaints about Zeke. It completely you know debunks I've always it. been on Team Zeke. I don't want to hear none of that. Like, I like Pollard too, like, so don't come at me. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't see why people are complaining about our running back situation. I think our running backs have done a stellar job this year. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's been moments where it's more down to the play calling rather than the actual player. But Tony Parler, 988 yards. He's 12 yards away from a thousand yard season. And Ezekiel Elliott is 134, 134 yards away from a 1,000 yard season. And that's something. It's, it's it's truly good. Like there's never been a team in the NFL in history since the very beginning. There's never been two running backs in the same team with a thousand yard seasons. Well, there you go. Things to look look for on a Sunday as we play the commanders. The commanders. Man, I still cannot get over that name. I really can. Yeah, I know. I think Red Hogs was one of their. Um, it would make sense, uncles, and that's why they like went with the hog for that. Which the Red Hogs are a like part of the military, so I guess like it's not that big of a reach. But I just feel like why did you been, go with the hogs? It could have been better options out there, like War Hogs or something like that, or Red Hogs or yeah, like, but, but, yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but but they're not us, so we don't really care. But it's still good to yeah, laugh at. That's facts. That's facts. Um, perfect. Well, Paul gets to watch the game at a normal hour, so we are yeah, very hey. excited for him. Um, and he'll. I'm sure you're gonna have your head on a swivel with both of those games on at the same time. So, like, yeah, the rest- I'll I'll be I'll definitely have a split screen on it for sure, uh, just to kind of keep my eye on things. Um, but yeah, it's. It's going to be interesting. I don't know what I'm going to do for my bold prediction this week. I really don't. I'm not too sure what I'm going to say this week. You're not sure? I'm not sure yet. Is your bold prediction that the um, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott ended up with 1,000-yard seasons? I suppose so. You could say that, but I'm kind of thinking um, more in the tight end positions more than anything, actually. You have been loving the tight end bold predictions lately. Yeah, I think Peyton Hendershaw is trying to redeem himself for that um bumble from uh last week. So I think he'll probably end up getting a touchdown this weekend. Nice. 
I'm going to go with um, Two Tutties by Ezekiel Elliott this week. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. You want to give a score prediction? 27-17 Cowboys. I liked the uh, the Madden score for that. Uh, they always yeah. have to win a Madden. Uh... Bear in mind, that was with starters on their team. Can you right. imagine if they? Can you imagine if it was just <laughs> the backups? Forty-five to zip. Yeah, pretty much. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? That would be great. Um. All right, guys, come check us out online and chat Cowboys with us. You can find me at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me at IMP Stu on Twitter and Instagram as well. Perfecto. Um, you can check out all the Blogging the Boys content at bloggingtheboys.com. They have something for you all the time. We also have podcasts for you every day of the week. So be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Blogging the Boys, check us out. Um, tell Paul that you love his bald head and that it's beautiful. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, we have an interesting couple weeks coming up and we are excited to be with you guys. So, you know, go Cowboys. Oh, go Cowboys. And oh, <laughs> my goodness, Baldy head. He gets so embarrassed whenever I tell people to tell him he's pretty. 